Hey everyone, welcome to episode 194, Feeling Your Feelings. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Isn't this a fun topic? Oh yay, we're gonna feel our feelings. That sounds so fun, Kelly. No, actually it sounds miserable. Okay, we all want to run away from our negative and tricky emotions. I try not to call them negative emotions because it has a connotation that something has gone wrong. Now, I've been on the planet for many, many, many decades, and I realize now that the goal in life is not to be happy all the time. The goal in life is to feel the feels, whatever they are, and teach our kids how to do the same. If we send the message to our kids that they need to be happy all the time, they will have shame or guilt when they are not feeling happy, when they're feeling stress or they're feeling anxiety or they're feeling depressed or they're feeling bored or they're feeling lonely or they're feeling rejected or they're feeling left out. Wow, I can just rattle them off. I can keep going. (laughs) Insert tricky emotion. And our emotions are always in the driver's seat. And same with our kids. If you want to know how to feel your feelings, look at a toddler. They are geniuses at feeling their feelings. They know how to process emotions. They know how to feel the feels and get over it and move on. I remember when the kids were little and they would have the big emotions and big tantrums and all the glory that came with it. And I didn't know how to help them or teach them. And I was emotionally illiterate and I was unconscious. And I was like, what is all these emotions? And they would be yelling and they'd be screaming. They'd be mean to me and they'd say awful things and they'd hit me or they'd spit or they'd kick or they'd punch a wall. And then literally, and I'm like, what just happened? And then uh, they're like, hey, mommy, can I have an orange? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What just happened there, girl? What happened there, boy? And I was like, I can't shift gears like that. It was happening so fast. And I felt like I was on this roller coaster of life with them. And that's why I was so exhausted by the end of the day, because they were feeling their feelings and processing them and, and just managing them. What came instinctually, just punch, kick, scream, yell, cry, say mean things, get this vibration out of my body ASAP, and then I can move on. Now, we were all once that toddler, so we all know what it feels like to have big emotions. The problem we get into as parents is we don't think our kids should have big feelings or big emotions. The younger they are, the bigger they come out because they don't have any skill set. They don't know what to do. They feel it, they cry. They feel it, they get angry. Like a small baby, as soon as they have a little hunger pang, they start screaming. Their All of a sudden, the baby goes from like calm and chill at the restaurant to flipping out. It could be the diaper. It could be gas. It could be teething. And you're like, whoa, they just went from zero to 100. As they get older, there's kind of like a slower buildup, so to speak. But it still happens. There's not a day that goes by that I am happy all the time, all day long. And there's not a day that goes by that my kids are happy all the time or David's happy all the time. And the more you let go of wanting to be happy all the time, the easier life gets because you accept the as is of all the feels. 
including yourself and with your kids. And when you take the pressure off of yourself to be happy all the time, you take the pressure off of your kids to be happy all the time. I struggled this for five years. Emotions are always in the driver's seat of all things that we do or don't do. When we look at the model, the feelings always come from our thoughts. They're not coming from the circumstance. They're coming from our thoughts about the circumstance. Now, where the model gets hosed up is that people think they can use the model to feel happy all the time. I just need to think happy thoughts and then I'll feel happy emotions. That is not real life. That is not the day-to-day. The best way to know about emotions is that nothing has gone wrong. You don't have to fix it, change it, mold it, make it go away. And I'm going to teach you how to feel your feelings. And sometimes this could be an episode you have to listen to 42 times. I have to listen to this episode 42 times. This is not a place where you're going to be getting to mastery. This is the place, that's why people love the B-minus work and they love the 50-50 work because it takes the pressure off of being happy all the time or being joyful or being in gratitude. And then we layer on when we're not happy that we layer on shame and guilt that something has gone wrong. So when we know that the emotions are in the driver's seat, the emotions are necessary. We can't run from them. They are a way to give us info if the environment that we are in is safe or unsafe. If I'm going for a run and it's five o'clock in the morning and it's dark, I want my ego to be roaring and let me know if things are safe or unsafe. I want emotions to go through my body. If it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm running in our neighborhood, the ego can calm down a little bit. So if there's a big, hairy, scary bear, I want the ego to be activated and to protect me. What happens is sometimes the alarm bells go off. It's kind of like if you're driving your car and the check engine light comes on And you're like, what just happened? I just got my oil change. What's going on? Sometimes it can be, and you bring your car in, they're like, oh, nothing's wrong. There was just something, something tripped it under the hood, but nothing's wrong with your car. So sometimes the light can come on and it doesn't mean anything. And a lot of times the light can come on and something is wrong. And we want to get underneath that and feel the feels instead of pushing them away, running from them. Now, what gets us into trouble is that a lot of us were not taught this when we were younger. We were sent messages of, if you are sad or mad, you must go to your room. You must leave. Get over it. You're a boy. Stop crying. Don't talk to me that way. You're making me feel blank. It could be from your caregivers. It could be from culture. It could be from your coaches. It could be from your teachers. It could be from the birth order that you were in your family. It could be from your step-parents. It could be from your greedy, greedy grandparents. A lot of times your caregivers didn't know what to do with your big feelings, or their big feelings, they were never taught this work. And so they just pushed you with the side. They said, leave me alone if you're gonna feel those feelings. I can't handle that, no thank you. And so then you were taught and you learned very early that you should run from your feelings or you should distance yourself from your feelings or you should check out, you should numb out, you should avoid them at all costs. Because in your house, in your four walls, if it was a tricky emotion, that is not welcome here, goodbye, leave me alone. Now they don't say that, but they show it in different ways. So when you have an emotion, know that it comes from your thoughts and know that nothing has gone wrong and you don't have to run away from them. You can process the feelings by acknowledging it. Like where do you feel it in your body? Is it stress? Is it sadness? You wanna name it so you can claim it. Don't run from it and add shame and guilt on top of it. Nothing has gone wrong. This is part of the human experience. All humans feel this way. 
And most people don't know how to feel their feelings, so they don't know how to teach their kids. But once we learn how to do it, and we get a B minus on learning how to do it, then it's not so scary when our kids have the big emotions. We're like, oh, that's frustration. I know what that feels like. Yeah, it might be over something different. It might be over frustration that they didn't get picked for the softball team. But you know what frustration feels like when you get picked over for the job promotion. So being present in your body and naming it so you can claim it. And I sometimes I just talk to my ego and I talk to my brain. And I'm like, this is boredom. This is loneliness. This is rejection. This is sadness. This is projection. This is fear. This is control. This is what I say to myself. And I just calm the brain down. I calm the heart down. Nothing has gone wrong. I can see that you feel it in your chest. You feel it in your shoulders. You might feel it in your belly. You might feel it in your throat. It's a heaviness. Give it a color. Talk to it. I know this sounds very woo-woo and sounds very scary, but this is how you process emotions. We were never taught this. And once you're able to name it, claim it, kind of recognize it, see where it feels, and labeling it over and over and over, this is boredom, this is sadness, this is rejection, this is what rejection feels like. So when you are feeling rejection and you know what it feels like and you can really get in your body and process it and feel it and acknowledge it, it's not so scary. You're like, oh, this is a vibration going through my body. Nothing has gone wrong. This is what Kelly talks about. I don't need to run from this. I don't need to be like Forrest Gump. And once you can recognize it and be present with it, then you can process it and move it out of your body. Because they say it lasts 90 seconds. And I'm like, I think it lasts a little bit longer. How about 90 minutes? Because it can come and go. You just don't have to ride the wave, so to speak. You don't have to ride every wave that comes through. It comes in like a wave and goes out like a wave. So releasing the emotion can be by screaming into a pillow. It can be taking deep breaths. For me, I really like listening to Christian music. That calms my nerves. Uh, positive mantras help me. Journaling. I have clients that love yoga. That really helps them. You don't have to do all of these things. You know yourself best. I was doing a podcast with Joelle, and she said, I tell parents to trust their gut over Google. And I was like, oh, I love that. Not only is it alliteration, but it's so catchy, and it's such a good memory that we have the intuition within ourselves already. We don't have to look externally. And that's why we cry. Crying is a release of emotion. Sometimes a nap might help, a power nap. That's why I love promoting exercise and daily exercise, whether it's a walk, a swim, a trampoline, jumping jacks. It's a way to process your emotions. And my girlfriend, Chelsea, says, it's like going for a run is like having a kinked up necklace. And after you go for the run or during the run, you can process and it's like an active form of meditation where you're moving and processing through all the things that are going on in your life and think about your thinking and get it moving through your body. And she says it's like a necklace that has lots of kinks in it. And when you're doing the run and when you're done with the run, for me, I don't get a runner's high. It's like two hours after my run. I'm like, oh yes, that's the euphoria. That's the runner's high people talk about because it's the necklace is still has its kinks, but you've worked a lot of the kinks out. And you know how I love analogies and that one really resonated with me. So when you know how to feel your feelings, guess who you can teach? You can teach your kids that nothing has gone wrong. So when they come to you with their big emotions or their big feelings, or they're really mad about something when they get in the car after school, 
or a friend has hurt them, or they didn't make the team, or they got a bad grade, or they had no one to sit with at lunch, or they didn't get picked for the play, or they feel overwhelmed with homework. Instead of fixing it and making it better and calling the teacher and telling them not to give them so much homework, you can say things like, it seems like you're overwhelmed. Do you feel overwhelmed or do you feel confused by all the homework? Giving them choices so they can get in touch with their body. Where do you feel it in your body? I feel it. When I feel overwhelmed, I feel like there's a pressure on my shoulders. And they'll say, well, I feel it on my belly. My belly button feels like it's empty and hollow. Like, wow, that's so fascinating because I feel it this way. And you're building connection and they're mad about homework versus I'm going to fix this. I'm going to solve this. And you must be happy all the time. And you must be a robot. Getting Helping your kids through their feelings helps yourself get through your feelings because you can connect over emotions versus always having to fix it and make it better and like something's gone wrong. You take the pressure off your shoulders, which takes the pressure off their shoulders. And you know what happens when there's no pressure in the home? You have much more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.